Chapter Eight of Bow Brocade by Baroness Emma Orksey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Rejected Suitor. Whether he was surprised or not at finding her there, she could not say. She was trying with all her might to appear astonished and unconcerned he made her a low and elaborate bow and she responded with the deep curtsy the fashion of the time demanded begad the gods do indeed favor me he said his good-looking jovial face expressing unalloyed delight i come to this forsaken spot on god's earth and find the fairest in all england treading its unworthy soil i wish you well sir humphrey she said gently but coldly i had no thought of seeing you here faith he laughed with some bitterness i had no hope that the thought of seeing me had troubled your ladyship much i am on my way to derby and foolishly thought to take this shorter way across the moor odds life i was well-nigh regretting it i was attacked and robbed last evening and the heavy roads forced me to spend the night in this unhallowed tavern but i little guessed what compensation the fates had in store for me i was in a like plight sir humphrey she said trying to speak with perfect indifference you were not robbed surely nay not that but i hoped to reach derby sooner by taking the short cut across the heath and the state of the roads has so tired the horses i was forced to turn off at the cross-roads and put up at this inn your ladyship is on your way to london on a visit to my aunt lady edbrook will you honour me by accepting my protection tis scarce fit for your ladyship to be travelling all that way alone i thank you sir humphrey she rejoined coldly my man timothy is with me besides the driver both are old and trusted servants i meet some friends at worksworth i shall not be alone but i pray you sir my time is somewhat short i had started out for a little fresh air and exercise before re-entering my coach the inn was so stifling and surely your ladyship will spend the night here you cannot reach worksworth before nightfall now i am told the road is well-nigh impassable nay tis two hours before sunset now and three before dark i hope to reach worksworth by nine o'clock to-night my horses have had a good rest surely you will allow me to escort you thus far at least your horses need a rest sir humphrey she said impatiently and i beg you to believe that i have sufficient escort with a slight inclination of the head she now turned to go from where she stood she could just see the road winding down towards stitch's forge and she had caught sight of betty's trim little figure stepping briskly along sir humphrey 
thus obviously dismissed could say no more for the present to force his escort upon her openly was unfitting the manners of a gentleman he bit his lip and tried to look gallantly disappointed his keen dark eyes had already perceived that in spite of her self-control she was laboring under strong excitement he forced his harsh voice to gentleness even to tenderness as he said i have not dared to speak to your ladyship on the subject that lay nearest my heart sir humphrey nay i pray you do not misunderstand me i was thinking of philip and hoped you were not too unhappy about him there is no cause for unhappiness just yet she said guardedly and every cause for hope ah that's well he said cheerfully i entreat you not to give up hope and to keep some faith and trust in your humble servant who would give his life for you and yours my faith and trust are in god sir humphrey and in my brother's innocence she replied quietly then she turned and left him standing there with a frown upon his good-looking face and a muttered curse upon his lips he watched her as she went down the road until a sharp declivity hid her from his view End of chapter eight